We're live for the first time ever on this mixer. What is this called again? A Rode. Rodecaster Pro. Rodecaster Pro. We got a, we got a new mixer in hopes that uh, that it, making it easier to make podcasts might make us make podcasts more often. Did you set up your button for the intro or no? No. Yeah. So it's just it's just the regular stuff. Gotcha. Like this. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's um, cool. All right. We got Andrew. And we got Sam on the podcast. Hello. Sam, you've been on podcast before. Andrew, I don't think you have, have you? This is you? my first time. First time podcasting, bro. Uh, tell the hometown founder uh, listeners who you are. So, my name's Andrew Heiner. I'm from Star Valley, Wyoming. I This is my last semester at BYU, Idaho. Um, I'm graduating with a degree in marketing. What are your plans after you graduate, Andrew? So after I graduate, I am staying put right here, working with Kyle. Yeah, buddy. Nice. Yeah, buddy. And Sam. For Kyle with <laughs> Sam. And who el- Who knows who else will be here? What you guys want to talk about in the podcast is we're testing out this mixer. <laughs> Great question. Let's try and make it a real one. Hey, uh, when I was in Arizona, we did podcasts with Garrett and Dallin, mm-hmm. and... One of the things that they brought up that it was pretty much the first time I thought about it. They talked about um, uh, passion versus practicality, and like, do you follow the your passion or do you follow what's practical? And uh, and uh, Garrett said, "Well, what do you, what about people who don't know what their passion is yet?" And for some reason, that was the first time that I kind of realized that that's never really been an issue for me. Like since I was a kid, I've always had things that I'm passionate about. So I, I wanted to ask you guys, have you always known what you're passionate about? Do you know what you're passionate about now? Like, is that a thing that you think people think about is I don't know what I'm passionate about? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> Need me to take it away, Sam? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like things that I'm passionate about. Andrew, what are you passionate about? Well, Sam couldn't stop talking about. Live from Saturday Night Live, whatever the crap you're saying. And now, okay. that, now, that, now that we're recording, you don't know what to say, bro. Rude. No, I. That was well, rude. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to give Andrew. A, he's his first time on the podcast. <laughs> well, what I've noticed is that things that I'm passionate about have changed a lot over my life. Um, to get to where I am now, like the things that are uh, that are I'm most passionate about now are just uh, I I love being creative. Yeah. So. Whether it's making videos for Facebook and Instagram, or whether it's um, graphic design, or anything with vector graphics, like I just love being creative and expressing myself in that way. So uh, my wife and I talked about this a while ago. As far as like, I think that most passions are around creativity, but the creativity uh, presents itself differently for each person. Like I've always considered myself fairly creative because I. I I make videos, for example. Like that's kind of a, a traditional way to be creative. But Nicole's creative outlet is organizing stuff and cleaning things and making sure that everything in her room, home, whatever has a place and is clean. And that's her creative outlet. John upstairs, the programmer guy, that's his creative outlet is creating lines of code that do the thing in his head that he wants it to do. That's his creative outlet. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because I think that... Um, people think that in order to be creative, they have to be artists or artistic. And, yeah. And I think that, you know, that, that kind of comes with like the certain stereotype, but I think that everybody can be creative in their own way, even if they don't consider themselves a creative. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you know what, what's your creative outlet, Sam? <clears throat> well, so like growing up, I've always like not artistic at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about um, I didn't know anything about like Photoshop or anything like that until like the last couple of years. And so I've been like, I'm not creative at all whatsoever. But I've always spat out like these just interesting, weird ideas about stuff. Mm-hmm. And my parents were like, Sam, you're so creative. I don't know if they were just hyping me up or what. <laughs> but like, I was like, no, I'm not. I don't know anything about art. Like, if I sit down, you give me a paintbrush with some colors, like, I'll draw a house with a dog on the outside because I'm not creative. Yeah. Um, but I, so I, I like what Andrew said and what you said, like your creativity can be anything. And like, as long as you're doing something, mm-hmm. you're creative. I think you're right. I've gotten a lot more passionate about video and like creative about video just in, in the past like year or so. Uh, like yeah. watch your, watching Peter McKinnon mm-hmm. stuff and like trying to duplicate what he does. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't really even on my radar a year ago and I'm, I'm 32, 31. Yeah. And like, even though like you're not creating anything, well, you are creating things new, but like you're copying Peter McKinnon, but you're still being creative. Yeah. Meaning like I'm copying him so I can learn how to do something. Yeah. And then I can do that in my own way later. So, um, one thing that I thought about as I was thinking in the, in the airplane home from Arizona with this whole, like why I've never really struggled in finding a passion because I don't know. You talk to some people, like, what's your passion? They don't know. They straight up don't know. And it's kind of like a, it's difficult when you don't know what it is because you want to find out what it is. Cause you hear these stories of people like, never work a day in my life because I followed my passion, right? Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about the reason why I've always been passionate about stuff. And I think I figured it out, dude. This is my theory. I want to hear. I've never said it out loud before, so it's probably bogus. <sighs> But the way I was raised, um, DNA, who, who knows? I've never had, like, struggles getting out of my comfort zone before. Uh, when my friends wanted to try something new that I'd never tried before, I didn't really care if I embarrassed myself in the process of doing it or if I wasn't good at it or didn't know how to do it. Like, I've, for some reason, I've always been comfortable outside my comfort zone. And so because of that, I was able to find things because I tried so many things. I was able to find things that I thought were interesting. And then I'd do them a little bit more and then I wouldn't like them anymore. I do them a little bit more and I'd be like, yo, this is sick. And then those things turned into my passions. Mm -hmm. But if you struggle getting outside of your comfort zone, you might never find those things because you never try those things. Yeah. So yeah, I have, I had a similar, uh, like comfortness out of my comfort zone. Like, I just do things because, like, why not kind of mm-hmm. thing growing up. Um, but you found those to be, like, all new passions where, like, I was, like, I'm not really passionate about anything because, like, I don't have something that I'm super set on, uh-huh. you know? Like, I do something and then, like, I get bored of it, right? Yeah. So it's, like, was I really passionate about it? Well, me too. That's what I mean. Like, if if there's two things that you're passionate about, and it takes you a hundred tries of different things before you find those two things, mm-hmm. you'll find the two things you're passionate about. Yeah. But if you're afraid to try new things, gotcha. then you won't you won't waste the ninety-eight things that you didn't care about, right? So that that's actually what I mean. Cause I'm not I don't care about a lot of stuff I've tried. Andrew, are you are you the type that is do you feel comfortable outside of your comfort zone? Um naturally, no, definitely not. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that 
like I absolutely recognize the growth and opportunities that come from that. Mm-hmm. And so like, even though it's something that like, I feel uncomfortable getting out of my comfort zone, um, looking back at my life and choices, like I know that those are the moments when I grow, when I discover who I am and, and learn more about myself and discover my passions. Yeah. Hey, can we talk about your was, metal background? That was yeah, absolutely. Andrew is a hardcore, was a hard, is it the kind of thing like, once you're in a metal band, you're always in a metal band. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of once you go metal, you never go back. So. <laughs> and Andrew's like a hardcore or was a hardcore uh, metalist. What do you? How yeah. Do you uh, okay. Yeah. Down? So, uh, well, I played guitar in a metal band uh, back in high school, and like screamo metal band. Yeah, right? like it was, it was heavy stuff, and uh, yeah, it was something I was so passionate about back then. Like it was. It was my goal. It was my bandmates' goals to like really make a go at this. Mm-hmm. And like we, uh, you know, all of our songs were original songs. Uh, we recorded uh, two different EPs, and um, and you know, and those those were fun for me too because I I was primary songwriter, so that was an outlet oh, cool. that I discovered about myself and being creative. Um, and then I recorded um these, those two EPs with um just a home home recording studio. And oh, so, for real? Yeah, so I got super familiar with like recording software and huh. and uh any, yeah, it was exciting for me. I recorded a bunch of other bands um just because of that. And then like that opened up more creative outlets for me too because it's like, okay, we have a CD. Now we need an album cover. We need posters. We need yeah. all this other stuff and and to me it's just like I was so excited about all of that stuff. Like I would lose sleep overnight about writing music and and like these different ideas that would come to my head cuz I was so passionate about it. That's interesting, man. Well, cause like we talked about this, th- th- that's kind of how I got into video is I skated and we wanted to make a skate video so people would find out who we were when we get sponsored or something. So that's how I started getting into video. So that, I mean, those creative outlets kind of feed each other. I'm interested. How did you get into metal? Like, how did you find that passion? Yeah. So, uh, I, I picked up the drums when I was in seventh grade and I played in the band and that was like the, the band in, in the middle school. And that was kind of fun. You know, we'd play like songs for basketball games and uh-huh. football games and whatnot. And I played the drums and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then I got introduced to uh, music like Metallica. And I thought that was kind of fun. Like that was like Enter Sandman was like the first song I learned to play on the drums. Oh, yeah. From like front to back. And then I had another friend who was a drummer and he introduced me to a band called Lamb of God. And after I listened to them, it just totally changed on like what I knew I could do with drums. Like their, their drummer was so inspiring to me. And I, and I, I bought a DVD. It was a modern drummer DVD where he did like a, a live performance and he showed how to play some of the, their songs. And it was just insane for me. So like after that, it was like, I knew that like, in my opinion, it was like metal musicians are like the peak of performance. Like they, they can play their instruments better than anybody else can. Yeah. As, as a drummer, I think, yeah, you're for sure. Right. Or at least back when I was playing drums. Because they were the only ones that were really, like, using double bass and double kick. Yeah, yeah, double bass. That was something that was just, that was revolutionary for me. Like, yeah, you know, playing two, you know, double kick. Um, Like, even through high school, like, I was in the jazz band, so I played drums in a jazz band. Nice. And, and that was a lot of fun, but, like, my passion was always, like, getting with my buds in yeah. metal band and, and so, playing shows. I don't even know how to read music. <laughs> or play. I don't know how to play an instrument. So. Are you not musical? No. I mean, I love music. Mm. I'm a pretty good singer. <laughs> <laughs> how good are you? 
I've been called the songbird of my generation. <laughs> that good. Um, uh, so as far as like, because if you think about it, so metal was a big passion for you. And today the creative outlets of like design and, and photography and things like that, those are our passions for you now. But they all like, they all started in one place where you picked up the drums. Oh, yeah. And then that led to you liking metal, and then metal uh, led to you wanting to design, design album covers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, like, even now, you know, uh, editing videos, it's like it, it the, the correlation between editing videos and recording and editing music is so similar. Yeah. And, and I think that's, like, one reason I was able to, like, pick it up really fast mm-hmm. um, is just because it's like I've been doing this, you know. It's, right. it's different, but it's very similar. So... I guess what I'm getting at is you had to have something in your brain telling you to try the drums and then something telling you to try metal and then try this new double bass technique and try, right? Right. Uh, So you essentially had the personality of constantly making these decisions to try something new that you hadn't done before. Yeah. But if you hadn't, you might have only, like, you might have only picked up the drums, but you never would have found metal, or you would have found metal, but you never would have found design, right? If you didn't, if you didn't have this routine of trying new things, right? And I think a lot of people don't have a routine of trying new. They're not used to it. The, the if they do find something they're interested in, they don't dive deep into it to find new things within that, right? Or maybe they never find it in the first place. I think sometimes their mind is just so set on one thing, like Andrew said that when he was. When he, him and his band were going at it, like they were so set on, right? Right. Oh, yeah. That they were so set on, you know, getting getting out there, getting big. But, you know, he was like, once it didn't happen, or, yeah. you know, you think one thing led to another, you know, he had the personality type of, all right, that didn't work out. Like, what's next thing on the list that so I can do? So if you don't have that personality type when you're not constantly looking for new things to do, then you better what sure you as do? heck make that one thing work, <laughs> which I think but can that, happen. Like the if, odds if somebody's aren't your super, yeah, you, I, I agree. Like, but if you're if you're so passionate about that one thing, and like you you aren't willing to outlet onto into design or whatever, like you better be the best metal band I've ever heard, and make sure that you practice day yeah. and night because you're not going to be able to do anything else if that's your mindset. That's what I mean, though. If you're in a place where you don't know what your passion is yet. So like, gotcha. let's say, let's say Andrew was passionate about metal, but he wasn't passionate about jazz drumming in a jazz band. Right. And if he started, he tried out jazz band stuff, but then he never tried the metal stuff. Cause it was, it was outside of his comfort zone. He never would have found these like six passions that we've identified. So Andrew's lucky. He's got a personality where he is not afraid to try new things. But what if you don't have that personality? Do you just accept that you're not passionate about stuff? Like, how do you force yourself to, to, to do that? I don't, I, well, you know, one thing that I, in my situation, that helped me was um, surrounding myself with friends that were hungry for success. And, yeah. and so I think that's like a, that's a really important thing too, is like just surrounding yourself with people that can push you to the next level. Yeah. That, like when I, when I picked up snowboarding, I think the only reason that, I got, uh, hey man, I think I've been on mute that whole time. No, just then. Just then? It was just then. Yeah. Okay. I think, okay. 
Um, when I picked up snowboarding, I used to go with my buddies, and they were they were way better than me because I'd never snowboarded before. But because they were good, they like forced me to do stuff that I wasn't ready to do. And then I I snowboarding ended up being a being a passion for me. So I I think you're onto something if you're not naturally that way. Surround yourself with other people who are, and give in to the peer pressure. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. You. That's that's like positive peer pressure. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, the good and the bad and the ugly at Targi might not be the best thing to do your second day <laughs> snowboarding. I think even people that, I mean, doing as far as like your work and your career, like working with something that has to do with your passion, it's kind of rare nowadays, you know? Yeah. And I I think it's definitely less than like 50% of people. Yeah. We, you, I don't think it's new. I think that, I, if anything, I think more people are... Have I have a no, passionate I, career then. Yeah, I agree. But it's like you were saying, like, what do you do if you don't have that passion? I think it's more so if, like, even if you do have a passion, like, what are you doing to fulfill that passion is more important than, well, yeah. I mean, having the passion is really important, but doing something about it is just as important. Because if you have a passion, but you're not doing anything about it, then, like, yeah. you might as well not even have the passion. Yeah, well, so I heard, um, I don't remember who said this. Like, I don't think that happens if you're truly passionate about something. Like, if you really care about it and you're dedicated to bettering yourself at whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. you're going to take action. You can have little passions, though. Like, yeah. And I guess that's what I mean. If, if it's a little passion, it's an interest, and then by definition, it's not a passion. So I, I think that's where people get stuck is they they have a bunch of interests, but uh-huh. none of them are, are things that they're – they resonate with so much and, and care about so much that they're willing to do things like sacrifice major things in order to, to accomplish goals. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have a bunch of interests or, and you don't know what you're passionate about, it sounds like, sounds like the advice from Andrew is surround yourself with people who will force you to do stuff. Basically. Yeah, Good stuff. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I like that advice. Yeah. Will so you, if you force people around like your, even if, okay, what if you're around people that are super passionate and they'll force you around your passion, but their passion isn't your passion? You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll like, f- so if, if you have an interest, they'll force you into their interest, let's say. And then you know that's not your passion. Mm-hmm. So then you do something else. Yeah. Like, I would so much rather try 98 things that I don't care about to find two things that I do than to try nothing that... that may not interest me. Mm-hmm. Right, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I, yeah. So take the risk. And if you're not willing to or if you're afraid to, surround yourself with other people who do because they'll get you to do it. Yeah. That's very true. I remember when I first went snowboarding for the first time. It was only a couple of years ago. But, like, you know how some snowboarders are like, oh, snowboarding is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're never like that, but some snowboarders are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's so great about it? Like you're cold, <laughs> you're in the snow, you the fall lift. down a lot. You have to wait when you go up. Your legs get sore from what I hear. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. And I went one time and I fell a lot, but I learned a lot. And I was like, dude, this is dope. And then I went again. And every time I went, I was like, this is so fun. Dude, this is sick. I I've, just made a connection as you were saying that. Let me hear it. Let us hear this it. This might be kind of weird. We're all <laughs> nothing ma- new. <laughs> we're, we're all married, and I, I everyone's got different like paths on how they found their wife and ended up with happy marriages and stuff. 
uh, for me though, because we got married when I was 27, I had a bunch of, uh, I had a lot of dating experiences. And the one thing that was different with Nicole was that every time I saw her, I liked her more. But our first date, it wasn't like the most amazing thing ever. Like I, I didn't fall in love with Nicole day one. Like I just kinda was interested in her. And then after the second date, I was like a little bit more interested. And I think that's why it was so sustainable. And that's why that's why we have a good marriage now is because is because that's what it was built on. So if it works in one form of psychology, it usually works in another form. That's probably true. You're not passionate deeply about something day one, like ever. I don't know. I guess Andrew said he was pretty passionate about metal day some one. Some people, I well, think some I mean, people it get it hit hard. It's definitely a process. Yeah. Like it, I mean, this is a, that was like a summarized story of like everything that took place over like 10 years. Right. That makes sense. So the, the end advice is, Try stuff. If you're not going to try stuff, surround yourself with other people that try stuff and know that the passion won't come immediately. You have to try stuff and then keep tr- and dig deep into it. Yeah, and, 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 and those, <laughs> those, those passions and interests that, lead to other passions and interests. Yeah. Sam, is that a collected enough thought for you? No, nah, it's good. For this not well, planned out podcast. Well put. I like it. All right. And you've heard us live on Kyle Rawson Radio, coming from the entrepreneur. I forget what it's called. Man, you got such a great radio voice. Thank you. And what? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>